Welcome to the podcast. My name is Autumn. I'm your host. Grab a notebook, a pencil, a snack, a drink, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast today. I am so excited to do another episode. I'm so excited for the new year. I'm a little bit sad because Christmas time is over, but we're going into a new year. It's going to be great. There's new things to do. It's going to be wonderful. I hope that you had the most merriest Christmas of your whole life, that you ate a lot of food, you spent a lot of time with your family, you did all the Christmassy things, and now you're ready to move on. Because if you're not, too bad. We're moving on. It's over. I'm sorry. Um, I had a great Christmas. Thank you for asking. It was wonderful. I spent a lot of time with my family. I did all sorts of Christmassy things, and I got to hang out with my friends a lot too, which I love. And to end the year, our youth group is doing a lock-in. So if you need somewhere, something to do on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, December 29th, please join us for our lock-in. It starts at 10. It ends at 6.30 a.m. We will be staying up all night. It's going to be the best time you've ever had, and you should come if you're 7th through 12th grade, because if you're old, that's weird if you come. Just weird, okay? Don't come. Anyway, I just want to talk to you today about what, how to make sure that your new year is amazing and blessed, right? How to, how about this? We're going to talk about the attitude you should have going into 2022, okay? The attitude you should have and what attitude not to have going into 2022. So um, I'm just going to go right into it because there's a lot to talk about today and I don't want to bore you with my rambling words. So if you have your Bible, please turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8. So one day I was just reading my Bible and somehow I was like, let's read Deuteronomy 8. And it is my favorite passage in the whole Bible as of right now. I love it. And I'm going to talk to you about it. And you're going to read it. And you're going to say, this is amazing. And maybe you already knew that it was amazing. But my brain just discovered it. And I'm so excited to read it with you. I've said I'm so excited like 50 times. So maybe I can stop saying that now. Anyway, Deuteronomy 8, verse 10, starting in. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I am giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and your flocks and herds have become very large, and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from the slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its, with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from a rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did this all. He did all this. 
So you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you the power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. But, get this, listen here. But I assure you of this, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Just as you destroyed other nations in your path, you will also be destroyed if you refuse to obey the Lord your God. So let's backtrack a little bit. So this is after the Exodus. It's Deuteronomy, so it goes Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Oh, I guess it's a little bit. A little bit after. Anyway, so so God called Moses. So God's people, the Israelites, were in Egypt as slaves, right? And God called this guy named Moses to bring his people out. And God sent 10 plagues to Egypt, right? He sent these 10 plagues to soften Pharaoh's heart that he would like basically just be like scared into turning them over and it worked he said these 10 plagues and then the Israelites left and they walked and they walked and then they got to this giant sea right and that then the Egyptians were like oh no we want our slaves back so they started chasing them and they get to the Red Sea as it was called and they're like oh my gosh what are we gonna do how are we gonna get across this and God says to Moses put your staff in the water and the water parts, right? The sea literally splits in half and they the Israelites walk across on dry ground. And as soon as they cross, the Egyptians are coming and they, the Egyptians start to cross and the water closes down over them, right? So the Egyptians are destroyed. And then they start walking in the wilderness and God leads them by a cloud of smoke during the day and a pillar of fire by night. And they, they're traveling and they're wandering and they're walking. And then suddenly... The Israelites start complaining, right? They're like, there's no water. It's so hot here. God doesn't care about us. Let's let's go back to Egypt, right? And so there started the downfall of the Israelites. They are wandering and walking and God is providing for them. He literally sent 10 plagues to destroy their enemies. And then he destroyed their enemies again by opening up a sea. And they start complaining about having no water. There started the downfall of the Israelites, complaining. So then Moses gets frustrated, and he's finally like, God, these people are very annoying. Please make it stop. So God gave them water from a rock. They're like, okay, we have no water. There's no water in this desert. What are we going to do? And they complain, and Moses gets annoyed, as I just said. And God says, smack your staff off this rock, and water will come from it. Not even just a trickle of water, but there's like millions of people in this group and enough water goes to just have them all drink from it. Wouldn't that alone make you realize that God cares for you and is all powerful? If you had a desire, you didn't even ask God, you just complained about it. And then this guy was like, oh, I'll ask for you. And he gives you pure water to drink from a rock like not even that the red sea and the plagues didn't show you that like this god is all powerful so anyway they drink their water and they go a little further and it starts again we're hungry there's no food god doesn't care about us let's go back to egypt at least we had food there okay first of all on this journey you've had food this whole time you're not dead 
right? You've been wandering for who knows long and you haven't starved to death. Same with the water. You've been traveling for so long and you need water to go in the desert. So you've had water probably up until this time, right? And, and God wouldn't have brought you there if he wasn't going to provide for you. Right? God wouldn't God God will not bring you out of a situation if he's not going to provide for you and get you to where he wants you to go. And if the Israelites would have remembered, remembered that and thought to themselves, like use common sense, they wouldn't have started their downfall of complaining in the first place. If they would have remembered, okay, well God gave us water from a rock because we asked him to, but really they just annoyed Moses into doing it. But if they would have just asked for water and trusted him, it would have happened. So, so God gave us water from a rock. So of course he's going to give us food. He wouldn't have gone through all that trouble of making water come from a rock if he's not going to provide for them and give them food, right? So they didn't do that. They didn't use their common sense anyway. And they started complaining again. And Moses prays and God gives them this weird yummy food falling from the sky. And they wake up and every morning with the perfect amount of food for the day. Obviously, God cares for them, right? Like, obviously, he gives them water from a rock, food from the sky, and then quail starts flying in. They're like, oh, let's get these quail. And they have food. But they didn't take time to daily remind themselves of what God has done for them. They didn't take time to say, God gave me food yesterday, so he's going to give me food today. God gave us water from a rock, so he's going to give us food somehow. He can make water come from a rock, so we can make food come from anywhere. God split the Red Sea so we could walk across, all of us, and then he destroyed our enemies with it. So if he did that, he definitely has the power to take care of me here. Right? And you can see, if they would have remembered that, they would have how much more could they have had, right? If they asked, because the Bible says ask, I know this is the Old Testament, but it worked because God, I mean, Moses prayed. He said, please give us, give us water. And they got water. If they would have expanded their minds, right? If they would have realized, okay, he guided us through the wilderness. No animals attacked us. No bandits, no robbery, anything. He gave us water from a rock, food from the sky. He's going to provide for us. Why, why wouldn't he provide for us? He's done it this far. And that brings us to why the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. They didn't remember. They complained. And we do that a lot. God has provided for us all of our lives. You've made it this far. You're listening to a podcast, right? He's, he's, you're alive. He's provided for you with everything you could ever need. Our lives are amazing. Our lives are amazing. You're not dead. Your, li- your life is amazing. And we complain, we complain, we complain. You have to remember daily what God did for you. You have to remember daily. Don't be like the Israelites and just complain and not even think about what God has done for you. Remember what God has done for you. Say, thank you, God, that you took me out of this certain situation and you brought me here. You gave me this. You provided for me here. You are with me every step of the way. Stir up thankfulness in your heart. And a way to do that is reading your Bible because that's God's word. right? You, that's literally his words. And you're saying, oh, you said this and that happened here. 
right? Uh, it stirs it up in you. You have to remember. Because if not, Deuteronomy 8 verse 19, but I assure you of this, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. If you forget what the Lord has done for you, you doubt, you complain, you worry, you're going to end up wandering in the wilderness. And it's not because God's like, oh, you're not thankful. I'm throwing you in the trash. No, he cares about you. He did all that for you. Obviously, he loves you because you, but, but you are the only one who can separate yourself from God's love, right? So the verse in the Bible, I don't know the reference. Nothing can separate us from God's love. It's in Romans, maybe. No height, no depth, no principality, no evil, nothing can separate us from God's love. But you can. Right? The Israelites did that. They had the most powerful and only God in the entire world fighting on their side. And in the, and they lost because they forgot. Right? You can you can pull away from God's love. God will always love you, but you can pull away from that love by by forgetting not like okay, so when you love someone, right? You're you're thinking about them all the time. You're, you're always like, oh, yes, they did this and they have this quality and they do this and then we did this today. We hung out today and we did this and this and your love grows and you, you remember them, right? But, but if you were to not love them, you would just kind of grow apart. You wouldn't be thinking about them all the time. You stop hanging out. You know what I mean? You're not texting them all the time. Your thoughts are elsewhere. And then suddenly you're like, oh, well, I don't really know who they are anymore. Like what, what, what? What? You know those random people that you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot all about them. Because you weren't thinking about them. You weren't remembering what you did together, what they what they did, how, you know what I mean? You're not thinking about them. And that's what you can do with God's love. Right? Okay, let's go to, let's go, let's talk about the 12 spies. Number 13, starting in verse 25. It talks about how the 12 spies, okay, so the Israelites get to the promised land. The reason they left Egypt was to become free from the, the like the rule of Egypt. And God was like, I'm going to take you to this land that I have promised you. Right? And so they finally get there. And they send 12 spies in to like see what it's like. And they saw amazing things. Giant clusters of grapes. Giant grapes or giant clusters of grapes. Or giant grapes on a giant cluster. Either way, it was giant. The land it was beautiful. It had everything they need. It was, it said, they said it was flowing with milk and honey. It was flowing with prosperity, but there were giants they saw. And 10 of the 12 spies were like, we are not going to live there. There's giants there. We look like grasshoppers. And because we think we are, they think we are. We can't go up against them. Verse 31 says, we cannot go again, up against them. They are stronger than we are. <clears throat> The Egyptians were also stronger than you. You remember what God did for you there? No, you don't. But the two other spies, Joshua and Caleb, remembered. They were like, guys, don't you understand that we have the most powerful, strongest God in the entire world? The only God in the, the only one, the most powerful, the king of kings on our side. And he already did this for us. Do you not remember? He already destroyed this for us. He gave us water. He gave us food. He he destroyed the Egyptians. He led us through the wilderness. Of course, he's going to provide for us. But the others didn't remember that. So they wandered for 40 years in the wilderness. 
And every one of those other spies, the other 10 spies died. They didn't get to go to the promised land. But Joshua and Caleb did. Because they remembered, they, they had an expectation and they knew that God would take care of them. The only ones that are able to enter the promised land are the ones that remember what God has done. Don't be one of the spies who forgot, who got so scared by the things of this world, who just got so used to complaining, who got numbed and ungrateful for the things of God. You have to daily, like I said, daily remind yourself. Daily remind yourself what God has done for you. Look back on this year. Where is God taking you from the beginning of this year to now? What has he given you? You have food every day. Most of us are probably a little bit overweight. You have enough food. You have clean water every single day. You are alive. You have malls and places to go and things to do. God God is providing for you. I promise you he has blessed you. Think about it. Take time to think of what God has done for you. Read your Bible every day. Look at God's word. Look at the promises that he has promised you and say, oh, he, he did that already. He said he's going to do this. He already did that. This is what he said for me. Pray. Pray. Just, just start by thinking. Thanking God for three things. Just start. Thank you, God, that I have food. That every day I open my fridge and there's food in there. There's food in my pantry every day. I have three meals a day and snacks. And I thank you, God, that I have friends, that I have so many friends. There's so many people in this world and this, in this where I live that love me, that I get to spend time with them. I get to do amazing things with them. Thank you, God, that I have a family, that, that my family loves me. Thank you that, that I have an amazing mother and amazing father, amazing sisters that love me so much and that I can do amazing things with them. Your brain is just going to, I could go on and on. Your brain is going to just explode with things once you start going. Right? I bet you won't get through the first two without going on like 50 different rabbit trails. Without going on a two hour like rant about how thankful you are. If you really take time to do it. Thank God. He destroyed the devil and you're not bound by sin. That's another one. Right? It's easy to thank God when, at, when you're at your lowest. It's easy to thank God when you're like, when you, when you need to lean on him, right? But it's, it's easy to thank God when you're like, God, I, you're the only thing I have. You're all that I have. I have nothing but you. But when you're in your plenty, when you have everything you need, when you've been believing for something and you finally get that, right? When, you've, when you have what you've been praying for, but you have to remember how you got there. Don't become proud because we have amazing lives, okay? You are successful. I know that you, and you have the power to be successful. It's the Deuteronomy 8 says, he gave you the power to be successful. You didn't do anything by yourself. And you have to remember that. Not that I'm saying like you have to like bash yourself and take no, you you didn't do it by yourself. You are successful. You are strong and you're powerful because Jesus gave you that authority. He gave you the power to be successful. And you have to 
destroy pride in the fact that you cannot say that you did it by yourself. You cannot rely on your own self, right? So, and maybe you aren't at your best, or maybe you don't have everything you need, or maybe you're worrying about your future. Remember what God has done for you. Remember all that he has brought you through. Don't forget if he brought you this far, he, of course, he's going to take care of you in your future. He's not going to bring you in the middle of the desert and just bring you right to the edge of the promised land and just drop you. No, he's going to bring you all the way if you let him lead you. Right? If you trust him, if you lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways you acknowledge him. Right? In this new year, go into this new year, these last few days of 2021, thinking back on what God has done for you and thinking, he did this for me. He saved me. He he took care of me here. So if he did this, my next year is going to be amazing. Of course, he is going to take care of me, right? Look back on your past year and let that build your expectation. If he gave me this, he is going to give me what I am believing for. If, if he did this, of course he's going to do this, right? Build up your expectation. Build up your faith, right? If he brought this, if he brought you to it, he's going to bring you. No, if he brought you this far, he's going to take you further, right? Rely on him and his strength. And he's going to take you so far. You're going to go places that you could never even dreamed. If you say, God, you did this for me, so you're going to do this, right? You did this, you gave me this car, so I know you're going to give me this house. You gave me this, so I know you're going to give me this. You brought me here, so I know that you're going to bring me there, right? And that's what I want you to remember this year. Don't ever forget. Don't ever, ever become numb and ungrateful. Because you're going to end up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, just wandering, like being stuck in the same place, to being stuck in the place where you can see that promised land. You can see, this is what God has promised me, but I'm stuck here because I just complain and I don't remember what God has done. When you come up against like an obstacle, to get to that one obstacle, you've had to jump over other obstacles, Right? Because the further you get, the bigger the obstacles get, but the bigger your faith gets too, right? So you come up to this thing, all you have to do is look back and say, well, God already destroyed that one. So this one is definitely destroyed. God destroyed the Egyptians, so of course he's going to destroy these giants, right? And this year, no, he has given you the power to be successful. He gave you the power. He wants you to be successful, he wants you to prosper in all that you do. He gave you that power, right? But there's no way that you can have a great year, that you can be successful. If God isn't Lord of your life, if you do not know him as your savior, God sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you. To be hung on the cross, to he took all of your sins, all sickness, all shame, all the all anything, all your sins, he took on the cross. He took it on the cross. 
and he died for you. He was whipped, beaten. He was murdered for you. He had no sin in his life, but he took all yours and he died and he was buried. But three days later, he, and when, when he, when he was dead, he went down to hell. He took your place there. He took your place where you were supposed to go because you, you're, you were a sinner. If you don't have Jesus, you are a sinner. He took your place and then he rose again. He rose from the dead. Just, just like, okay, so you're a sinner. He took your sins and now you have new life in Jesus. If, if you believe that he's your savior and I, and if you want to do that, if you want to believe that he's your savior, if, if you do believe that he's your savior, if you want to ask him to be Lord of your life so you can live forever in heaven with him. Because he died, he rose again, and then he ascended up into heaven. And he, he's preparing a place for you right now. You have a place in heaven. So the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. You will be saved from the grip of the devil. You will be saved from hell. And you're supposed to confess with your mouth. But some people don't know what to say. So if you want to ask Jesus into your heart, just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, come into my heart. I know that I've sinned. I know I've made mistakes. Thank you that I am forgiven. You are Lord of my life. I believe you took all my sins, you died on the cross, and you rose again. I love you. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. My home is forever in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. You have a home in heaven right now. The Bible says that when one person is saved, all of heaven is rejoicing. There's a party going on in heaven right now. And one day we'll be able to join it. And I'm very excited to go to heaven with you. And I'm, I am so glad that you made this decision. And if you did, if you said that prayer, if you have any questions, just message me. Um, you can do the little voice message. Um, you can message me on Instagram at Autumn G. Brugger on Facebook, however you want to do that. And I'm so glad that you did that. Really. I really, really, really am. Really. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. It was a good message. I I don't want to... Yeah, anyway. um, It was great. It was a good time with you guys. I'm so glad that you... Thank you so much for supporting me and listening to me. If you're listening on Apple, if you would give me a rating however you see fit, however you think I did. If you love me, you'll give me five stars. That just helps, you know, people, it it becomes, it helps the podcast to get recommended to people and stuff because people are like, this girl's awesome. Or maybe you don't think I'm awesome. You can give me whatever rating you want to. I will see you. I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Right? Okay. Thank you. Okay, before you guys go, if anyone has any idea how to change your, like, podcast picture, your art cover, please let me know because I hate my picture so much and I want to change it, but I have no idea how. So I produce my my podcasts through Anchor and I switched it on there, but it won't, like, translate to the podcast like cover actually and then I went to like the podcast the apple podcast like controlly thingy 
and I can change everything else but the art cover, and I would really like to know how. If you have any tips, any tricks, please let me know. Thank you. Have a great life in the name of the Lord. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have the best day of your entire life. And I hope you know that Jesus loves you with his whole heart.